when I find that you, you speak from the heart and share what's really true for you, you can't go wrong. Whether it's a, a positive thing or a negative thing, I think people know when it's true. Hi, I'm Julie Hyde, and I'm passionate about inspiring leaders to step up and lead and be powerful role models for those around them. My guests are all doing just that, and I ask them to share how they are making it count and how they have created their success. I can't wait to share their amazing stories with you. Alicia Payne is a senior sales executive with Lucid Software based in Melbourne. From an early age, Alicia was passionate about singing, initially completing her master's in music at Monash University, and along with singing professionally, taught students to sing across schools in Melbourne. While she has changed industries and built a successful career within the IT industry, the passion for voice still remains. And Alicia believes that her purpose is to encourage others to use their voice through using hers and through sharing stories and building relationships. This is a really great chat with Alicia, who is a self-confessed recovering people pleaser. And this is all about communication, connection, and empowering others to use their voice to create the change that they want to see in the world, which is exactly what Alicia has done. Enjoy this podcast with Alicia. Alicia, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Julie. It's really great to be here. Absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. And there's so much to chat about. So I'm just going to jump straight into it. Okay. Fantastic. So I always like to start at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I'd love if you could share with us, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, it's funny how things come full circle. So my my grandpa, he was a beautiful, beautiful man, and he loved to write, and he was forever working on his memoirs, which we you know were fortunate enough to to read when he passed. And I inherited this this love of the written word from him, and I was always writing stories, and particularly when they looked after me when I was young, I'd take my little my little diary or my little book and I'd write a story. Um, and I always thought that I'd be a journalist or maybe a novelist when I grew up. Um, English was my favourite subject at school and I really did learn it. But um, things changed when I was a, bit, it was a teenager. I developed a passion for singing. And the reason I say it's funny how things come full circle is that now uh, as a 38-year-old, I'm, I'm now starting to write my own content uh, on LinkedIn and things like that. I'm really enjoying how much it flows. And I've also gotten back into singing just recently. So I've joined a community choir, uh, you know, which is great off the back of COVID. We can all come together and sing together. How did you end up where you are now then in the, <laughs> in the IT industry? So, um, yeah, it's it's a great question. I you know, I finished university, so I studied uh, studied universe, uh, music at university, and I taught singing. So I was uh, singing professionally. I was uh, doing some work with Victorian Opera as a chorus member, which was phenomenal, and also some amateur work. Then when I was teaching, it just didn't do it for me. I just always felt there was something more. I also didn't get paid. This was not, not the be all and end all, but I wasn't paid across holidays or the Christmas break. And so, you know, you'd slug it out for a year as a teacher, as a casual contractor at, at various schools. And then my my colleagues who were on salary would go off and have their holidays and I, I'd be working. 
but the, the the beauty of that was that I worked at this store called Kiki K. So Melbourneians and uh, and Australians are very familiar with Kiki K. And I was there at the beginning, and I saw how they built their business, and I was I was enjoying interacting with the staff and management. And one of the ladies said to me, "Alicia, you've got a passion for connecting with people and for sales. I can see that in you." Do you think you'd be interested in, in moving into a career in that respect? And it wasn't retail for me. I ended up in in uh, IT sales, uh, as it were, looking through job ads. But, yeah, I, I've never looked back. Uh, I think I, I get excited to, to get out of bed every morning and, and connect with customers, connect with my teammates, and, and, and that's, you know, that's where I found my purpose. Oh, amazing. And I just have such a deep respect for people who can sing and sing well. I think we'd all love to do that. And we all think that we sing so well in the shower, but that's not (laughs) actually the truth, especially for me. So... Oh, no, no. I think, every you know, it's a great thing singing. Everyone can do it. Um, You know, it took me a long time. I, I, I didn't have talent I had to work really hard um and that's something that I instilled in my students um and when I was teaching in the early days it was also in the early days of Australian Idol and uh, oh, The Voice and all of those shows and so parents would come to me and want to know why their kids were um improving and developing and and they wanted to be the next star and I'm like, well, they've, got, they've got to practice they've got to work hard yeah. um yeah. and that's one of my philosophies well, that's right. Exactly. When we want to master something, we do need to put in the work yeah. and work really hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I met you a couple of months ago and over a bit of a coffee chat that we had, mm. you gave me some yeah. insights into some amazing change that you influenced mm. in your organisation. Um, and I'd love for you to share a bit about that with us. It's an interesting story. And, you know, when I look back on it, Julie, I think it's perhaps my greatest achievement to date in my career. Um, so while I was pregnant with my first child, I was investigating my leave options at my place of work. The company that I worked for was male-dominated and also initially had an APAC headquarters in Asia. So very different in terms of policies and things like that. And I was the first uh, woman in the business in Australia and New Zealand to take maternity leave uh, as other women that I'd worked with had already had their babies or perhaps they were in an earlier stage of their careers, uh, they were younger, or perhaps they just you know chose not to have children. Mm. And the business provided a week of parental leave, so for males and females, and that seemed to be okay for the blokes or they'd often take a, a few weeks of annual leave here and there. But obviously it's very different for women. Yeah. Um, our HR team were really lovely and supportive, but obviously they were new to the process too because they haven't hadn't had the need to mm. you know, work with someone who was applying for paid parental leave through the government. And then I found out when I applied that my own personal circumstances meant that I wasn't actually eligible for the government Centrelink scheme. So... I kind of took the opportunity to consistently share feedback uh, along the process with our managing director. And he was a gentleman who is is so supportive of his staff and always happy to listen, has a great open door policy. Um, And I I didn't complain, rather, I just wanted to draw attention to the situation and also express that there were other similar companies in the industry and some of our customers that were providing competitive policies for paid parental leave. So this would certainly impact the diversity aspect of the business um, because they were trying to attract more female staff. And on my second last day before maternity leave, 
HR call to let me know that I would be receiving paid parental leave for a significant period. And consequently, there'd be a new policy written for this. And so, you know, when I found out, I actually cried. Uh, I was so thrilled, uh, not just for me, but what that meant. Absolutely. And like, that's just given me goosebumps. And, <laughs> and like you say, that is your greatest achievement in your career. And I think it's, it's just phenomenal how you went about it. So I love how you said that you shared feedback with your MD and you looked at it holistically in terms of what it would mean for the organisation as a whole because they, you know, wanting to improve mm. diversity and track more women. Yeah. Any competitors were offering a really competitive mm. package. So mm. by not doing it, it was putting your organisation to a disadvantage. Some people can approach these types of situations quite aggressively like you said, you didn't come from a, a place of complaining, rather sharing feedback. And I think that could be critical to how well you got that across the line and how it really encouraged people to listen to you. So is this something that you're really passionate about in terms of creating change for the better? Look, Julie, to be honest, I'm a recovering people pleaser and I used to find it really hard to speak up and I'd be really worried about what people would think of me for doing so. When I find that you, you speak from the heart and share what's really true for you, you can't go wrong. Whether it's a, a positive thing or a negative thing, I think people know when it's true. I believe that we're living in a time where it's such an opportune moment in history to contribute to the collective movement for change. You know, we see so much happening. Uh, you know, globally, obviously the pandemic has spurred things mm. on, you know, we're thinking about climate change, Black Lives Matter, you know, in the, the peak of, of summer last year when it was the wrong time to be out protesting. We saw that happen across Australia when we had se severe restrictions in place, but everybody, you know, wanting to achieve this common goal together. And part of the change is, is better communication and really harnessing the power of true connection. And again, I think COVID has taught us just how important connection and community really are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously, because I do what I do, I love the fact that your mm. MD was very open to hearing you and very supportive. But, yeah, you're right. And I think um, there is a real opportunity for everyone to really contribute to the change mm. movement that's happening, you know, not only like massive issues like the Black Lives Matters and, mm. and others, but internally we can create change. And you have shown Absolutely. that just through your example, it's just influenced so much change for the better and those coming behind you are going to benefit from that. Like you've done the hard work for them, which is amazing. I think that's great. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, it, it definitely is something that I often reflect on and I'm proud of. Yeah, for sure. I would be very proud too. <laughs> now I'm going to quote you here as I think this message is really, really important as we move forward. And like you say, the world has changed dramatically and what this now means for leaders is their leadership needs to change quite dramatically. Mm. People are different yeah. now. Mm -hmm. um, the events of last year of the pandemic really, really um, impacted everybody in very different ways yeah but to quote you uh your superpowers <laughs> are empathy and vulnerability 
and I can never say that word well, <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> taken you quite the journey to arrive um, at this understanding and the fact that empathy and vulnerability are two key values that is essential to building successful teams, establishing trust and to winning and losing together. So an absolutely high five to that. <laughs> How did this realisation come about and how has this served you? I've been a part of sales teams for the last 11 years and and probably I'm coming at this from a, a career perspective. Um, I've had the privilege of working with amazing people and really inspiring leaders. And, you know, as a junior, uh, just establishing my career as an entry-level sales rep, I learned a lot, you know, sitting back in, in, you know, in that period where I was fearful of speaking up. I also was an observer, which is, you know, a great a great skill to have when you're in a room as a salesperson too. I continue to learn every single day. And what I've noticed that's been missing in some of the earlier teams that I was a part of is the ability to be open and honest with each other. And this takes time. It obviously doesn't happen overnight. Um, but it's, it really starts with the willingness to share. Mm. Uh, you know, as a female, uh, and this is not exclusive, this is not generalisation, but one thing I've noticed in earlier in my career is that women were held back. I like, would look to people to be my mentors in some of the businesses that I worked for and there just wasn't the time and they were very guarded. It was very competitive. And, you know, as, as I come through my career and I develop more experience, I want to take, you know, note of that and go, I want to share. Mm. So, you know, to, to collaborate with with others, um, in my team, young women who are of a different generation to me, who have so much to share and so much to teach people. Mm. Um, and that tribal knowledge is, in, in, is really inherited from engaging in teams rather than being a lone wolf. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're so much more powerful together than we are alone. And um, Absolutely. Because so, I know you're very passionate about inspiring others to use their voice. And, of course, you're a really great role model for this in terms of the change that you have created. So, and I think that willingness to share and being vulnerable in that space and, 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 and speaking up if things, if you think things aren't quite right or even when things are great, is certainly mm. one way that you can be inspiring others to use their voice. For sure. Mm. Do you find that in your industry people are still a little fearful of speaking up and using their voice? Yeah, and I think that comes. <laughs> it's, I'm, in a, I'm in a situation at the moment, I'm in a great organisation where we're still in startup mode and we all started out together um in a brand new office and I, I can kind of elaborate on that a little bit later as well but you know when you're just starting to get to know people and people are working walking on eggshells as it is again I, I hate to go back to you know the fact that things have changed so much but yeah people find it really challenging to to just say what they're thinking mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and just to call things out and again not from a negative perspective sometimes I find someone's done something and it might be they're not like the the star performer of the team or they might be in a supporting role. Um, And what they've done isn't necessarily like they've done something awesome that's impacted, uh, you know, the team or the the wider organisation. And we we need to be celebrating that as well and and speaking up and uh, for the people who don't get recognised as much. So, yeah, I think that there's still a lot of work to be done in that area, but we are getting better. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. I love hearing that because, um, well, particularly in my corporate days, there was always those who would speak up and then there was so many around the table who were silent. And now it's time for a quick break. To have a successful business or career, you need to lead it and lead it well, which is why investing into your leadership is so important. If you are someone who wants to level up, play a bigger game and supercharge your results, then join Julie on her seven-week role model effect program. It is a laser-focused program designed to give you clarity and confidence in your leadership to enable you to lead with influence as we move forward in our uncertain world. It will magnify your self-awareness and confidence, amplify your growth and intensify your influence as a leader. If you are curious to know more, visit juliehyde.com.au or contact her directly to find out more. Without tapping into their intelligence and their knowledge, like you're not embracing the the whole, I suppose, collective intelligence that you've got around around the table. We use that. Absolutely. Mm. And the more I think about that too, you know, you, I was having a conversation with one of my managers recently and they were talking about the average uh, tenure of someone in an IT role and apparently it's 14 months. I didn't know that. Um but, you know, why is that the case? Mm. Um, you know, we should be encouraging people to share more about things that are working, things that are not, and then maybe tenures can be extended. Yeah. Uh, so this this cycle of feedback is so important. Absolutely. And that's a massive complaint by, from leaders in terms of people jump around so much. But mm. there's a reason why people jump around so much too. It's not Absolutely. just because they're looking for the next big and better thing because they're mm. not happy and they're not valued. So that's one of the main reasons why people sure. do jump around. Yeah. Mm. Now you are a, a young, I sound so old saying that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are a young up and coming leader and one to watch. So what is next for Alicia? Oh, sorry. Well, I actually have four more months until I go on my second round of maternity leave. Uh, I'm pregnant with my second child. So really, this is my focus for the rest of 2021. Yeah. But uh, before I reach that point, I want to soak up as much as I can from my current role. Mm. So I am in an organization that is, as I said, essentially still in startup mode in Asia Pacific. And really, I consider this a huge opportunity to hone my skills in sales. And as a leader, I'm also making the most of connecting with new people outside of my network and outside of my comfort zone, people who inspire me and people who've paved the way in business and in life. And well, after that, I look forward to the excitement and dare I say, even the tiredness of having a new baby to care for it and get to know and bring into our family. Yeah, beautiful. And congratulations. And it's such an exciting time. You mentioned before about you're a recovering people pleaser, which I think is awesome. <laughs> and I'm with you as well. Has becoming a mum helped with that in terms of understanding where your priorities really need to lie? It's it's an ongoing process, I'm going to say, Julie. Yeah. Um, but yeah absolutely. Um, you know, there was an instance the other day when someone reached out um, in my mother's group and ordinarily I probably would have been the first one to put up my hand, but you know, at the moment, things have been really busy with business and work and, you know, my family's been a little bit unwell and I'm like, well, look, you know what, I might send a note in a few days' time. Ordinarily, I'd be all over it and so super connected and that's been to my own detriment. So, yes, becoming a mum uh, has definitely 
allowed me to set some boundaries for myself and know that also I don't have to respond to everything straight away. I don't have to be everywhere. Um, don't have to be part of every single, you know, mother's group event that might be happening, you know, even on mat leave when you feel like sometimes you could use the company. Yeah. Slow down and be present because you might actually miss something else along the way. Yes, totally. I so get that. And I think when we tend to take on too much, um, we're not connected to what we want to do, we can become incredibly mm. overwhelmed. And then you mm. might be physically present somewhere but because your mind is so, like, it's so wide, it's just buzzing around, thinking about all the things that you're not doing while you're there, you're not present at all. So yeah. you might as well not be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Now, you are a very cool cat. This is what I see. <laughs> oh, wow. And obviously allows you to lead really effectively. So you can manage your emotions, right? But I really want to know what gets your blood boiling? Like what makes you mad? Well, firstly, I, I, I was going over the questions uh, this week with, with my husband and just doing some preparation for our chat. And it is so funny that you say that because when I mentioned this, he laughed. Um, but Because <laughs> he said he'd disagree. But look, I... But, you know, I've been on a a bit of a path of self-discovery, of learning and development over the last 10 years. I've learned how important it is to be still and to be present, and this is something I'm very much still working on. Um, And this has served me well in business and just personal connections. Uh, And it's just, you know, amazing when you're really present with someone, just how much joy you feel. Um, But something I really struggle with is when someone's dishonest. Um, or as being unauthentic. I guess my key value is is really honesty and transparency. And I guess if this goes back to what I said about, you know, speaking your truth, you know, that's something that I, I, I can notice when it's not happening. And so honesty and transparency are values that I'll instill in my children. Yes, absolutely. I'm assuming because they're your key values personally. Is this what you take into your leadership as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's been challenging for me because I'm a senior member of my team where I am today and I, I really value the opportunity to provide that feedback and sometimes I, I say to my leadership team both locally and in the US I'm like how do you want me to provide that feedback did that come across too strong because you know I'm working with different cultures and things like that and like no 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 that's perfectly fine just just say what you're thinking and and that will come across in the right way I'm like okay so yeah very much learning but very much just just trying to be as honest as possible trying to be as honest in a constructive way, with as I said, some of the younger team members that I'm working with who maybe have been in a corporate environment for one or two years, you know, and and rather than saying, you know, don't do it this way, um, maybe giving them an example and, and, and sharing what that looks like and how about if we looked at it from this perspective or how about if this was delivered in another way or how about we try this on the next call with the customer when you're giving some coaching around, you know, running calls or running meetings or things like that. So, yeah, it's 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 very much an ongoing learning process. Yeah, absolutely. It's all in the language, isn't it? And I love how you say, hey, how do you want this? Do you want me to just play it or do you want me to flop it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think always just say, say it like it is. You can never go wrong. So, Alicia, I've loved chatting with you and I just am in such admiration of what you've done, what you've achieved and your passion for inspiring others to use their voice and really encourage and taking like you the younger members of your team under your wing which I think is just fantastic 
And this podcast is called Making It Count. And I really feel how you are doing that, but how do you feel you're making it count in your world? I love, as I said, I love mentoring young women and men uh, who I work with in my sales roles. And I love sharing ideas and experiences with them as they embark on their own sales careers and encouraging them to speak up. So whether that be, you know, to put their hand up uh, for a new role that might be coming up in a business or uh, whether they need to ask for a pay rise and how to go about that uh, or to ask the difficult questions that, you know, will make a difference as we talked about making a difference. And I try to lead by example. But, I mean, ultimately I feel like I actually learn more from my mentoring relationships than they do from me. Um and really mentoring is what lights me up and something I'll continue to do for the rest of, of my career. Uh, and that's how I feel that I'm I'm making it count and making a difference. And where that leads me to, I'm not sure, but I, I look forward to walking through many more open doors. Oh, yes. And I think there's going to be lots of open doors <laughs> for you and, and doors that you will open yourself. Mm, so, absolutely. which I think is incredibly exciting for you. And, you know, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. And it is people like you who really give me so much confidence in our future leaders and for our future generations. So keep doing what you're doing and making a difference in the way that you do. Well, thank you so much for for inviting me to be a part of this. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.